Welcome to Flick 66. Fall is in the air, and our episode today, episode number 25, is is subtitled Field of Streams, because we're going to be talking about all the streaming services, and there's way too money, and nobody has that much. Uh, hi, my name is Dr. Thomas Parham. I'm Executive Director of Screenwriting here at Azusa Pacific University, and with me as always is... Ryan Isay, Professor of Film Things. <laughs> and... Aaron Lineman, it's a cool 80 degrees out today, and I'm happy. <laughs> a balmy 80 degrees. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Weekend Box Office, It Chapter 2, uh, repeated at number one with $39.6 million. That brings its domestic cum to 152.6. Hustlers, which uh, is much vaulted, uh, predominantly female cast, female writer-director, made $33.1 million in its opening weekend, inspired by a true story. Anybody seen that yet? No, I was thinking about going to see it today. I've, I've heard it's good. Yeah. Uh, Angel Has Fallen, the third in the Has Fallen series. Clocks in at number three. $4.4 million, 60.4 million domestic cum. Good Boys was fourth with $4.2 million domestic and 73.2 million cum. And Disney's Lion Thang remake, fifth with $3.6 million and $534 million domestic cum. Sorry, I just... Uh, seriously? Seriously. Anyway, uh, new releases. Ad Astra, uh, space drama starring Brad Pitt. Downton Abbey, based on the beloved PBS series. And Rambo Last Blood, starring Stallone. What does that do, like 70, 80 now? He's 78, I believe. He's 78? Yeah, I think so. Gotta respect the guy for how hard he works at that age. Yeah, but did we really want another Rambo movie? I did. You did? Oh, yeah. Seriously? Yeah, absolutely. I'll be there. Okay. I'm an action fan. Yeah, I heard that it's definitely one for the fans. Uh, Just I've heard raves. Rambo fans rave about it. Okay. Which is a good thing. Um, It's called Last Blood. But Ryan told me they might, they're talking about a sequel. No, well, he said he's he's long said that that this was going to be his last film. Uh, it, originally, it was going to be him against the Mexican cartel, which I think they are still doing. They had to redo the script because it had been borrowed for Homefront. Jason, by Statham, borrowed, you mean like repurposed? Because <laughs> they didn't think, They didn't think that they were going to get this movie off. Uh, you know, get greenlit. So they made it with another cast, and now they've made it. Uh, but yeah, apparently when it showed, I think it was at the Cannes Film Festival or Venice. He he was doing interviews, and and he said if they or there's an interest, he'd do another one. Even though he's said for the longest time. I mean, the they had a one. first Blood Part Two, so no, they didn't. It's Rambo colon First Blood okay. yeah. Part Two, okay. and then came Rambo, Rambo three, three. But there was technically no Rambo Two. Yeah. It's very strange. I mean, out of th- all three of those, Rambo's the one I'd want to see. I think, I don't know. Of it's those? not even really a fair comparison because Rambo is a completely different film than the rest of the franchise. Yeah. That's the that's that's a dramatic book about yeah. actual experience. You, you mean coming, First Blood? First Blood, yeah. Yeah, the an, first one. It's about, you know, the experience of Vietnam vets coming home and feeling like they are not welcome in the country anymore. And then the second one just turns into a revisionist revenge film about yeah. the Vietnam War. Well, so. Yeah, I, I heard that it was, you know, there, it was based off the book. And they actually originally shot the ending, where, spoiler, if you haven't seen Rambo First Blood, in the book, he dies at the end. So they, they filmed that, but, you know, Stallone was, you know, 
Rocky Three was happening. In are the you talking 80s. about the the actual book? The actual the, book. In the book, he dies. And he dies. He oh, yeah. And but they kept they him alive shot, so they could do sequels. They shot both. Oh, they shot it both ways. Both ways, but they, oh. you know, I mean, it's the eighties. Stallone, you're not gonna have Stallone die yeah. on screen. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was implied too. Like you hear a shot off screen or something. Yeah. Like I don't know. It was subtle, but yeah, they changed it so they could have him come back. So it's not really like fair to compare the sequels to the exactly, original. Exactly. Yeah. Because it's not. It's like it's like comparing the Rocky sequels to the original Rocky. The original Rocky is a classic, it's and a, every film yeah. after it was an entertaining piece of trash. Do you count Creed as Rocky? I, I, I do until Creed two because they 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 Creed. ignore all these things that was in the actual franchise about Rocky's character and his relationship with his son. In Creed one or Creed two? In Creed two. Oh yeah, yeah. In yeah, Creed yeah, one, yeah. they just don't address it. Yeah. But in... Rocky Balboa, he the last Rocky film, he has a strong relationship. His son and him are drifting apart, but he makes the effort to keep showing up at his at his uh, office, and it's just this idea that they're different people. But he's making an effort. And then we get to Creed 2, and he's an uh, absent father that has never met his grandson or yeah. granddaughter. Yeah. It was strange. Yeah, I, I had I had uh, one of my buddies, Will, didn't care for Creed 2 I think he all. should have died in Creed 1, personally. Rocky yeah. Balboa. Because they set it up for him to have this, and then he just sort of recovers for Creed 2. Yeah. Saying, Wait, what? And Sly's still saying he would, he would, he would do another Rocky movie. Not with Creed anymore. He doesn't want to do another Creed movie. Well, good. Oh, he's done with the Creeds? But he wants to, like, he says that they're working on one that he can't talk about, and it's very uh, current to, to current days. I'm oh, guessing it'd probably be an MMA or something. And they're thinking, uh, like, a Mexican boxer with well, dealing he... with everything that's going on politically. And yeah. Stuff. He can't actually get in the ring no, again. No, no, To no, the no, Rocky no. Balboa, even, it was like a, you know imaginary and then it turned into like what is a show fight or, right. or just an exhibition um mm -hmm. so yeah he can't actually get in the ring so it would be kind of funny if he was fighting mexico after not being able to make his cartel rambo movie exactly suddenly he's fighting no him. i think he was training training a mexican fighter and oh, they would deal with like everything that's going on with, with the ice and everything right, yeah. right, right, right um i i hope to see ad astra um it's a space movie i mean it depends. Um, I'm not a big fan of Interstellar because I just thought the script was not great and it was too reminiscent of the Martian Chronicles. But uh, I haven't watched much about this because I'm trying to avoid trailers and everything. But I got the impression it's more like the Martian than it is Interstellar. Am I, I wrong? I hope so. That's, I hope that's so. that was my hope as well. I hope so. Um, it's interesting. This is this is probably the last high profile release from Disney of a leftover Fox film. So. The fact that Downton Abbey beat both Ad Astra and Rambo Last Blood at Thursday Night Previews really? may, may be that makes kind of sense, an interesting though. sign. I mean, it, yeah. you got that crowd. My parents love that show. I don't even think they know there's a movie. I yeah, but, but but that demographic really going out on a Thursday night to see a movie, that's what's strange to me. 7 o'clock showing, though. Well, they have, they've, they have showings all evening now. They don't just yeah. limit it to one. Yeah. It's, I don't know. I, I don't know. I stopped watching Downton Abbey early in season four. I'm just like, oh come on, seriously, and especially how they wrote how they wrote off the central character at the end of season three. I just thought was insulting. I mean, his contract was over. You didn't need to treat the character like that. There was yeah. a built-in way, plot related, that they could have written him out, and they chose the silly soap opera e way. I mean, face it, it's a soap opera with British accents. It's 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 beautifully acted, <laughs> great production design. But it's still a soap. Yeah. Anywho, let's move on to some news. 
ABC, our long national nightmare is over. Ryan Seacrest has sealed his deal to return as host for American Idol, ABC Season 3. Yawn. It should be called Ryan Seacrest Presents American, yeah, American Idol. Because <laughs> it's like his show now. None of the judges have stayed. You know, it's, he's the only one who's been there pretty much like since season one, so... Well, the real season, you're talking about the Fox season. The Fox, right? yeah. Yeah, but I just don't... Uh... Back when they had two hosts. <laughs> <laughs> let, us, let us take a moment of silence for Brian Dunkelman's career. Okay, we're done. Um, although he did host an after show, like season two, three. Early in the season's, the Fox run, he did host an after show on like one of the other channels. But who cares? Uh, sorry. Uh, Apple TV Plus has announced two new projects. The Mosquito Coast has been greenlit as a series. There was a movie version with uh, Harrison Ford made, I want to say, late 80s. I was going to say 83, but I'm horrible at dates. No, I think it's late 80s. Um, And it's going to star Justin Theroux. The the interesting thing is the novel was written by his uncle Paul. 86. (laughs) 86. It's the mid-80s. But so Mosquito Coast, the series about a guy who uproots his family and moves to basically the rainforest. And then Charlie Hunnam, formerly of uh, Sons of Anarchy, will star in in a Shantaram series based on Gregory David Roberts' novel. And I guess it's about a dude who escapes from an Australian prison and hides out in India. So, yeah, that's really enticing me to spend five bucks a month to get apple tv i'll get into apple tv we have plenty of time to talk about all these (laughs) streaming services we can we can call them winners or losers or yes or no uh cbs all access the stand miniseries cast is shaping up with james marsden amber heard alexander skarsgård as the bad guy and whoopi goldberg as the like 106 year old mother abigail uh stephen king has written a new ending as well as a coda did either of you see It Chapter 2 yet? I did. Uh, one of my friends was saying that they actually kind of uh, troll themselves, talking about how uh, Stephen King's in the movie and then tells another, playing a writer, who tells another writer, your endings are terrible. And the, the characters talk about the end. It's like a running joke in the movie. That's kind of weird, considering a lot of the Stephen King miniseries, and some people will argue a lot of Stephen King novels, he has these great ideas, and then they run out of steam, oh, yeah. and then they just do. like kind of. Mm, I mean, yeah. Isn't it chapter two bigger than more pages in the Bible? Like, are you serious? <laughs> I'm not sure. What? Probably not. No, not it's a thick close. book, though. It's a thick book, but it's, it's not book. that not, big. Yeah, not, it's that, not big. that big. Come on, I read uh, Infinite Jest. That's not that big of a book. <laughs> really? Yeah, I mean, it's it's book for uh, a, a paperback you know thriller that you would normally yeah. read so for for someone that wrote carrie that wrote cujo yes it's the long, stand but is the long. stand is also long i was gonna say the Jeez. stand is also extremely long and for better reason i would say i love it don't get me wrong but it, it just it's it should have been a miniseries again it was opinion. the first time i was the yeah. first time but that was like back when it was ABC, you know, ABC. Had the yeah, I would have been better, I think, as an HBO miniseries or a Netflix miniseries. Yeah, just a Netflix. Something. I mean, it could have been just been Haunting of Hill House. You I know mean, what I mean? Like yeah. that production value. I I honestly didn't need the extra CGI money they put into the theatrical films to make him speed up and look super weird. 
the clown Pennywise because it didn't it, it took me out of it. Why it, do you that's need not to make scary? Why do you need to make Pennywise scarier? I mean, he's already scary. He's a freaking clown. Well, he's creepy, and then they and then they use CGI to have him like be supernatural in this movement. But like, he's far creepier when he's slow. You don't need to speed him up and have him acting all unrealistic with bad yeah. special effects. Just have the actor doing his creepy bit, and it would have been enough. In chapter two, I didn't even think it was scary. It just reminded me of Wreck It Ralph. What? Yeah, you said that last week. I said that last week. Oh. <laughs> huh. When you see it, you'll you'll, okay. you'll understand. <laughs> uh, the CW has announced that Tom Welling and Erica Durant from Smallville, they played Clark and Lois respectively, will join the big Crisis on Infinite Earths cross crossover this uh, winter. And they've already confirmed Kevin Conroy from Batman the Animated Series will play an older Bruce Wayne. And Burt Ward from Batman 66 will play an older Dick Grayson. So that's interesting. Um, Disney Plus, speaking of superheroes, is wooing Haley Steinfeld from uh, Oscar nominated for the True Grit remake. And she more recently starred in Bumblebee, the Transformers spinoff. She's circling the Hawkeye series to play Kate Bishop, the young woman who will become the new Hawkeye after Clint Barton retires. That one kind of hurt her going more mainstream i thought she was so good in true grit she was great she was great and then she kind of started doing pitch perfect too and everything and it was like ah oh. okay let me give you a clue actors like money, money. Yep. <laughs> um fox Liv tyler will be the female lead opposite rob lowe in 911 lone star the spin-off of the surprise uh hit hit 911 yeah. Jim Parsons and Mayim Bialik from Big Bang Theory are reteaming from for Carla, a multicam sitcom with a series commitment. So they didn't waste time getting new jobs. Yeah, it's funny. Um, HBO bought Bad Education, the uh, feature film with Allison Janney, the indie feature with Allison Janney and Hugh Jackman, for twenty million dollars at Toronto International Film Fest. It's interesting that there was there were not a lot of big buyers at this year's TIFF, and then HBO shows up and paid a wad of cash. That beats uh, the 17 and a half that uh, I think Fox Searchlight paid for Birth of a Nation. Interesting. Yeah. Um, Is it going to be for HBO Max? No, it's for HBO, but HB, it's for HBO Standard, but... Uh, HBO Films will have worldwide film distribution rights, but it's gonna, okay. But it's gonna be on. Yeah, uh, the the only other one that interests me at TIFF, there's a couple. Uh, we were talking about uncut gems earlier, uh, the Adam Sandler Safdie brother movie. I'm really excited for that. And then I always enjoy watching Noah Baumbach films, so the Marriage Story. Oh, I do not. You don't? I do not like him at all. No. Yeah, I, 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 there are moments that i can endure his films that's really? about it yeah. i didn't care for the squid and the whale at all i was just like yeah i liked uh... as a child of divorce that's the only one i can appreciate but then he just gets self-indulgent and and these like narcissistic greenberg. over i i like greenberg as like the best of the mumblecore films but it's still an obnoxious film because it's trying to be a mumblecore film it's putting in uncomfortable unneeded nudity and 
awkward sex scenes that just have no place in the film. Mumblecore? Mumblecore is a movement in independence cinema that where the characters mumble a bunch. Oh, I hate that. And uh, and yeah. uh, the the one that I hate the most is called Puppy Chair, and it's about a couple. And the girl talks in baby voice the entire movie. Oh. Like, um, are you going to eat that food because I want a piece of it? The oh, whole movie. No. And there's, there's, there's always sex scenes that are purposefully uncomfortable and uh, nudity that's unneeded and 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 it's makes like, you aw- feel awkward. It's, it's not like somebody's for, first year from school. Yeah. Edgy. Oh. Yeah, it really is. Edgy for edgy sake. It's forced yeah. pretentiousness within I mean, like a... a fabricated realism that doesn't even I'm resemble actual I'm excited to realism. see it mostly because I heard Adam Driver was great. And I really he's like Adam pre- Driver. He's usually pretty reliable. Yeah, I really like Adam Driver. He, he's one of the actors that I really look forward to his projects, yeah. like Patterson and stuff. He's like, a former Marine. I know, it's cool. I love yeah, watching his his talks about that and how he was... Yeah. Um, HBO Max, since uh, Aaron just mentioned them... They have nailed down exclusive Big Bang Theory streaming rights. And by nailed down, I mean they've paid like $600 million for them. Um, what's fascinating about some all these deals that are being made with the streaming services and whatnot, they have to be careful because they have to pay a fair price for these reruns or they will get sued, which happened with the Bones people and they finally just settled after, <laughs> after a judge overturned the initial arbitration settlement, but they settled for undisclosed money. But you know they got a lot of money. But uh, so the profit participants of Big Bang Theory evidently are satisfied and well paid. Well, the problem is that they're trying not to pay the people that actually made the things. It's just the studio that owns them is thinking, great, we can just keep feeding off of this. Well, like, what about the people that actually put their blood, sweat, and tears into the products? Like, we're just going to ignore them and, like, not put any money in their pockets? And they got caught. Yep. Yeah. No, there, there's no, I mean, the first high profile case of this was of self-dealing was when Fox Studio sold X-Files reruns to FX, their sister company, for a song. And Chris Carter and David Duchovny turned around and sued them saying, you just screwed us out of a bunch of money. So they had to settle all of that before they could do more seasons. Unfortunately, I wish they hadn't. Yeah. Later <laughs> seasons were terrible. Yeah. And we won't even talk about the revival. Woo! Wow. Um, Lupita Nyong'o and Denai Guerrera are adapting the book Americana, and that's received a series order from HBO Max. They've also ordered two seasons right up front of a revival of The Boondocks. Uh, NBC has... uh, Alleged comedian Shane Gillis has been fired even before he debuted for the cast of season 45 of Saturday Night Live. Huge, huge. It involved his act, which I guess he used the N-word copiously. I'm just thinking, dudes, why did you hire him? You saw his act. They said that they were trying to get somebody to appeal more to the conservative audience, which ironically... Wait, he's not black? He got caught for... Is he not black? No. No, he's white. He's a white dude. And he was calling... Because even black people don't use that word in comedy. I know. I know. That's the thing is, how could they not know this before they made the offer to him? He's using the C word for, you know, Asian people and stuff. Yeah. And it was on his own podcast, too. So, But still, they knew this. That's the crazy thing, too. Yeah. It's like they knew that... Did they really think that would go over well in 21st century? Do Do they not think that people are gonna find stuff like the whole thing with 
the Canadian Prime Minister. Oh, people Trudeau? Can, yeah, oh, seriously. People can find it. I think there's three now. And yes, now he apologized and he's like, I can't remember how many times I, I did it. Said what? What are we talking Blackface. about? Blackface. Oh, well, no, no, they said brownface. Oh, brownface? Yes, they, they specifically said brownface. Okay. Because, uh, ugh. So oh, whatever. Crazy. It's like, yeah. Uh, Billy Lord, the late Carrie Fisher's daughter, will play Debbie Reynolds' character's granddaughter on Will and Grace. And, of course, Debbie Reynolds was her grandmother. So that's some interesting art imitating life imitating art stuff right there. <laughs> Netflix has landed the streaming rights to Seinfeld. And this is one of those cases where they pay a lot of money because <laughs> uh, Sony does not have a streaming service of its own yet. Yeah, they have. Uh, it's, it's been on Hulu. Hulu, I think. Hulu, but di- that's di- a big hit to Hulu. Di- well, Disney has a majority share of Hulu ownership now, so yeah. That was, I personally, when I heard about the Seinfeld thing, I was like, "That's going to be a big hit to Hulu." Oh, that was a huge get for Hulu. They, yeah, they were, exactly. they were promoting that like crazy, and that's one of the reasons why I was all like on Hulu was Seinfeld, and. I don't know. There's some some going around the rumor mill that now that Julia Louise Dreyfus is done with her shows, that they might try to do a revival season of Seinfeld. But oh, I doubt that. I doubt that. I I really don't. I don't see Jerry, Seinfeld going back. Jer- Jerry's got so much money. Yeah, yeah he's got funny. money and he's got his own pet projects where he does mm-hmm. what he wants. I mean, he used to drive yeah. around and drink coffee in <laughs> nice cars. Like, why would you want to go is back? It, to is it riding with comedians in cars or driving with comedians? In comedians in cars with just, coffee. Yeah. yeah, comedians in cars with coffee. Um. Darren Chris, formerly of Glee and the uh, American Crime Story Versace, is will star in and produce Hollywood Ryan Murphy's new series for Netflix, the first of his ridiculously PHAT fat contract with Netflix. Glow, the acronym for Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling, has been renewed for a fourth and final season. And they canceled No Good Nick after one season, and I never heard of it, so. Uh, it's pretty bad. Yeah, it was like their replacement for uh, um, uh, oh the 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 awful show with the Olsen twins. Full House. Yeah, it was that. It was Fuller House. Fuller House. It was that level sitcom. Oh, Oh, yeah, like super cheesy. Um, Own Oprah Winfrey Network has renewed Queen Sugar for season five, and the big news streaming blah blah this week is. Comcast NBC Universal has finally unveiled the name for their streaming service. Drumroll, please. <laughs> Peacock. Yeah. That's the okay. best they could come up with. Cool. Um, here's what's coming up on Peacock. A new Battlestar Galactica series from Mr. Robot creator Sam Ismail. I didn't really want a new Battlestar Galactica series, so evidently he has respect for the Ron Moore reimagining, which uh, won uh, the AFI award two years in a row, as well as a uh, as well as a Peabody award. So there is speculation: is this going to be a completely new rethink? Or are you going to go back to and play in the same universe? What are you going to do? So we'll have to wait and see. Uh, personally, I thought Mr. Robot had one amazing season, and I started watching season two. And it's like I could not get into season two. It should have been a one-season show. Yeah, we were I just talking about this earlier. I was struggling with season two. It just did not pull me in. And Ugh. I think I watched one episode, and I couldn't bring myself to watch another one. I watched more than that, but when I found out what was really going on, I'm like, oh, no, that's bad. 
Um, and the next two projects are, you didn't ask for it, but we're making them anyway, a Saved by the Bell revival with Mario Lopez and Elizabeth Berkley. And this will be her return to the Saved by the Bell universe after that very naughty Paul Verhoeven show, Showgirls, movie Showgirls, <laughs> which got her disinvited from the, uh, re the last reunion movie when uh, I think uh, Zach Morris and Kelly Kapowski got married. And also a Punky Brewster revival with Soleil Moon Fry. So, uh, mm. yeah. Yeah. Uh, they've also greenlit Dr. Death, a series based on the podcast of the same name. And it's going to star Jamie Dornan, Alec Baldwin, and Christian Slater. They have a limited series, Angeline, with Emmy Rossum. Other originals include the sitcom Rutherford Falls, created by Mike Shore, Parks and Rec, and The Office, and starring Ed Helms. AP Bio Season 3 will stream on Peacock rather than being uh, airing on NBC. The series adaptation, the adaptation of Brave New World by Aldous Huxley, this is, by the way, NBC's second whack at this, is going to stream on Peacock rather than air on USA Network. And the second Psych reunion movie, Psych 2, Lassie Come Home, will stream on Peacock rather than air on USA. Um, we'll talk about this a little bit later. Really, the only thing I think Peacock has going for it, and they, they're claiming like 15,000 hours of original programming, but they're not going to charge to the uh, Comcast cable subscribers. But that leaves a whole bunch of people who are going to end up having to pay something for it, which I'm like, yeah, no. Um, and then finally, Showtime is going to be adapting the novel Spoonbenders as a series. For our film news, Movie Pass has shut down. Spoonbenders sounds like a Matrix. Spoon. I was just going to say that. It sounds something like that. I was that. just going to say that. I was just thinking of the Matrix. There is no spoon. But we already have another Matrix. Movie. Yeah, I know. Matrix uh, 4. No. Wouldn't there have to be a Matrix 2 and 3 for that to happen? I really <laughs> hope that the 4 replaces the A. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, Tom Hanks and Akiva Goldsman are teaming up to make a live-action film based on Mattel's 60s toy Major Matt Mason for Paramount. Starring John Cena. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that. Isn't he... I don't know. If I, I assume since it's more of an army flick, it's either going to be John Cena or... Army? No, no, Major Matt Mason's a space toy. Oh, it's a space toy? Oh, yeah. Um, astronaut. I didn't know that. I was born in 1997, so... Yeah, rub it in, why don't you? <laughs> um, also at Paramount, Haley Atwell is joining the seventh Mission Impossible film, written and directed by Christopher McQuarrie. Uh, David S. Goyer, who just finished two seasons on uh, of Krypton on Sci-Fi, has set an overall deal with Skydance TV, and M. Night Shyamalan has set his next two films at Universal. Nice. <laughs> I gotta say, I'm excited for Mission Impossible 7 and 8. They're coming out a year apart. Yeah, uh, Tom Cruise is running out of time, so they're probably I was gonna say, back to back. Tom Cruise running. Tom uh, Cruise jumping. Tom Cruise trying like to avoid breaking something. Haley Atwell will fit well with the cast that they've had. I think she'll she'll be a good fit. I wonder, if, I, I wonder if they'll bring back some of the other characters because uh, I think uh, uh, Ving Rhames is probably the supporting cast member they've used the most. He's been in every film. Yeah, even if someone he was just in the He was cameo, just in for like the very for like night. just. But you gotta have sequence. Ving Rhames. You gotta have Ving It's Rhames. not a Mission Impossible film without Ving Rhames. 
Yo, Ethan. <laughs> um, you know, I think that as whatever you think of J.J. Abrams, when they brought him onto that franchise with number three, he oh. he invigorated it because those first two movies are hot muscles. Yeah, I love six. I saw it. the last one. Yeah. Oh, so good. It was so, so good. good. And casting Superman as the bad guy. Woo! Yeah, he was he was really good. In oh, that. he was great. I love that movie. That's probably one of my favorite like studio films last year. I mean, what did you think of Fallout? Oh yeah, I thought it was great. I, I, it gave me hope that at least once a year we might get a studio film that's not completely derivative. <laughs> yeah. Are you excited even, for even, seven? Even if it's based on an old sixties television no, show. Yeah, it, it, that's true. But but like while you're watching it, were you ever going like, yeah, I know where this is going? It no. had you on the edge of your seat. The, that's the opening scene. I had no idea. That's the whole why I Blitzer thing. It. That blew oh, my that was mind. Great. That, was, that was so good. That was brilliant. <laughs> I mean, Hollywood's, Hollywood's great at entertaining me. They're not very good at, at, at keeping me um, in suspense. They're not because it's they're they've so stuck to formulas. Even we were talking about biopics. I'm not excited about the uh, Judy, Garland. Judy Garland biopic because it's like it's a biopic. They're just gonna follow the same formula we've had for every biopic for, of a musician in the last. 20 years. You know, the, the, the sad thing about biopics is we had a biopic last year that came out, or a docudrama, take your pick, and yet, I mean, critics were mostly enthusiastic about it, and it did, like, no business. First man. Because yeah. they did not stick to the formula, and I thought that that made it more interesting. But the Love ones that do... Everyone goes crazy over like Bohemian Rhapsody. And I'm sorry, uh, I'm tired I didn't of even it. See it, was, it. I didn't see I'm it. I saw it. I, I saw it. I ended up seeing it twice. The real star of Bo Rap was Queen's music, but they played fast and loose with the chronology of those songs releases. I, and I didn't I didn't really like Remy Malek's performance. I thought it was more of an imitation than once, they're all about. Once Sasha Barrett Cohen was off, I was off. Like on wanting to see it, I wanted to see him do it. And he I, he's apparently really good in his new Netflix show. Huh. Did either of you see Rocket Man? Yeah, I I actually enjoyed Rocket Man. It was a it was a good watch. I'm not planning on seeing it, yeah, like a second time. But I it mean, was it's enjoyable. At the very least, it's an integrated musical, so they're changing yeah. the formula slightly. That it's not the same thing. I'm just tired of this. It's all all these biopics seem to be. It's rags to riches to rehab rehab to regain glory exactly it's it's a formula and they're 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 trying to get money based on nostalgia and they're trying to get critical attention based on uh you know showcasing performances yeah, that's performances. the two reasons for for biopics and it's the thing that i thought was remarkable about rocket man and i don't think it's a fantastic movie no it's definitely but not. the fact that elton john told taron edgerton yeah you're not lip-syncing you're singing your you're not going to lip-sync to my hits you're gonna sing your own stuff so knowing that he's doing that and not just lip syncing it had its moments i thought it was a great that performance was, yeah. that he will probably be ignored for because oh it but came also out. like when was the last great performance we had where someone did lip sync lip sync like if they'd made that choice like how, when is that even done anymore you know uh, what i mean yeah they, they... rami malek in bohemian rhapsody I mean, he won that was... that's only because he was the popular but for the most part you know they're making a big show out of the fact that he sang right but jamie fox sang when he did ray mm -hmm. uh you know when we've had Anyone? other musicals we've had actors actually singing it's very rare for... i know renee zellweger's actually singing yeah in Judy. it's 
it's rare for them not to actually sing it. So the fact that they're promoting it so much as if it's like this rare exception is a little annoying to me. Yeah, well... Like, great, he did a good job, but a lot they're, of people... They're, they're going to sell by any means necessary. Um, did either of you see... Um, oh, shoot, the thing with uh, the Beatles thing? Where they're oh, in... yesterday. Yeah. No. I have that at home, actually. I've got a review copy today, but I haven't had a chance. I Danny Boyle. I heard it was pretty mediocre. The yeah. reviews were not yeah. great. Oh, a friend of mine, Chris Willman, is uh, a music critic for Variety. He hated it. Again, what I understand from it, from the complaints I've heard, is that it's a great premise that they do nothing with and just stick it into the romantic comedy formula. And they, it just falls into a predictable, generic boy-meets-girl formula when you have this great premise that you just kind of waste. It's interesting. There was... Uh, there I was, was excited for it when I first heard about it, but then I saw the trailer and I was like, nah. There was, uh, there was an article or, or essay in Variety saying that the big problem is that a lot of these biopics like Bo Rap and uh, Rocket Man and even Yesterday kind of miss about what made these iconic musicians music so great and uh i heard the springsteen one was pretty good yeah i was gonna say blinded by the light i've heard is actually far better than than any of those um because it, it's it's about the spirit of his music right which right. is you know i i yeah i'm far more excited to see that i i just don't get a chance to go to the movies you know as much as i would like to because because school's in session and we got these classes to teach and grades yeah. papers to grade and all that jazz horrible students <laughs> we love our students yeah, what are you talking about just me I'm an exception <laughs> um, so last weekend was the creative arts Emmys and this weekend the uh, the big Emmy Awards um, it's interesting because everybody cares so much about the Oscars or at least in LA but the Emmys it's like oh is that this weekend it's more like an afterthought yeah and it's actually harder to win an Emmy than an Oscar because there's so much more TV than there are films. I mean, in a given year, you might have like 150 films, give or take. Whereas we're going to have 500 scripted shows this plus just this season alone. That's crazy. Yeah. I, uh, so much content. Uh, yeah. Overload. Yeah, but most of it's still bad. I know. <laughs> uh, the big winners from the Creative Arts Emmys were in order of number of awards. Game of Thrones won 10 Emmys, so... They're poised to do well Sunday night. Um, it's interesting because as much as the fans hated season eight, the Emmy voters evidently didn't mind it. Yeah, to the point that the Benioff and White. Right? Oh yeah, ben, Benioff, David Benioff and uh, what's White? What's White? Weiss. I can't Weiss. remember. They didn't show up to Comic Con. Honestly, I yeah. just. <laughs> Weren't they supposed to be there, there and then they canceled? canceled last minute? Yeah, it was it's like cowards. I just think it's money. I think it's it's everyone's kissing the ring. Like, oh, look how much money you put into this production. I see it as equivalent as uh, the last Lord of the Rings winning all the awards. Yeah, because because they didn't give it to the first one, which really the first film in the series was the best of the my, three. The first is my favorite of the so three. So they're like, well. But it made so much money and so much over this last they've, three years. They've, they've, they've completed a remarkable... Give them everything. Exactly. That's what they're Question. doing in Game of Thrones. Because yes. that last season was a piece of crap. 
crap. Do you guys think Endgame's gonna get any nominations no. because it's the big no. money? No. No. A special effect. It'll, it'll get you know, it'll get the, yeah. the tech it'll get nominated for special effects. Do you think John Williams stuff. is going to be nominated since it's his last Star I hope Wars not. score? For Rise of Skywalker? For oh. Rise of Skywalker. The thing is the music category is tough where you cannot repurpose yeah. previously used oh, music. Then he's definitely not, because well, his no. brother came out and said that they're doing every single theme from all the films. See, that, that right alone could disqualify him. Yeah. yeah. Fun fact, the score for Two Towers was ineligible because it used too much of... They had so many themes that were used for Fellowship, but Return of the King was different enough that they were eligible and it won. Really? In fact, I think that's the is that Ryan? You you might know this more than I. Is Return of the King the only movie that actually won every single Oscar it was nominated for? Because it did. Oh, I don't know. I just remember being irritated because <laughs> there was yeah. a lot of deserving films that just got ignored that year because of that. Yeah, I don't disagree money. with you, but face it, it is a big popularity contest. Yeah, we saw that last year. Don't get me started. Um, Chernobyl is uh, from from the Creative Arts Emmy Emmy uh, ceremonies last weekend. Chernobyl won seven Emmys. Have either of you seen Chernobyl? I only hear good things though. Dude, I, I finished it last week. Amazing! Really? I need oh to see my it. gosh! Yeah. Amazing! That's one of the ones that I actually actively am like. That and Euphoria, those are the two shows that I'm trying to watch. It's I have no really, interest in Euphoria. I do really? want to see Chernobyl. Yeah, the the, the the promotional stuff for Euphoria just makes, it irritates me. Really? I saw the pilot and didn't care for it. It I reminds mean, me of, like, uh, the way I was irritated by Mumblecore when it first came oh out. Oh, no. <laughs> like, it's trying too hard it's to be like, uh, purposefully hip or relevant in a way that's yeah. uh, just obvious. And yeah, I can't recommend Chernobyl highly enough. I, it's interesting watching that miniseries. Oh, Nobody a knew. Series? Say what? Is it? A it's a limited series. Yeah. Nobody knew how close they were to a real. I mean, that That's re- what I heard, that yeah. reactor was poised to explode, and it would have rendered parts of the Soviet Union, the then Soviet Union, uninhabitable for generations. I mean, you still can't really go back to the area of Chernobyl. Yeah. Parts of that because of the uh, radiation. My other, but man, do you think? Did you watch Russian Doll? Do you think that's gonna win some awards? Oh, it's already won some awards. It's already won. Oh, yeah. I enjoyed so Russian good. Doll. So good. Yeah, it was. It was. You know, when you when I first watched and the Natasha, teaser, Le- yeah, she was great. I've always liked Natasha Leone, but the fact that she co-created the show, stars in it, and directed some episodes and wrote some it's like you go girl the ending is what really <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I, i'll be fascinated to see what they do with season two yeah oh and there amy, is a and, season two i thought that and, was and, yeah, and, and limited and amy poehler no, and amy poehler was is one of the co-creators too really yeah and it's that's like, right what i don't yeah. know i kind of wish it wouldn't end it would yeah, end after season no, one there's... i was like i really when i first watched it i'm like i hope that's a limited series and they just nope they don't Money. Even I mean, yeah. Well, it's all about the it's all about the Benjamins. I mean, yeah. look, we had three high profile books that were turned into series, which should have been limited series. Um, Thirteen Reasons Why is getting ready for season four. They're getting it's ready for season four. I don't even understand what they're going to do with that show now. Who knows? There's no mystery left. I'm sure they'll create one. I never. Um, saw it. Big Little Lies got a season two, and that that should have ended. 
And Handmaid's Tale should have ended after season one. Handmaid's Tale should never have been a series. It should have been a limited mm-hmm. series because the they. I know most people. Aren't I think it was supposed to be it, a limited but... series initially, and then when the ratings and the critical claim were so big, we're going to keep going. But it just drags out. It's so boring. There's like nothing happening. How many watch that sh- that first season, first two seasons of that show? Because I haven't seen the third season. Count how many episodes end with her just looking frantically at the camera like she's losing her mind. Like a close yeah, exactly. up wide angle lens of her, like <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, head down, <laughs> eyes, crazy eyes. It's like it's ninety percent of the episodes end with that exact same shot. It's obnoxious. They I, dragged it out. I, I I haven't gone back after season one. You don't need to. Uh, and marvelous Mrs. Maisel has already won six Emmys, including for guest actors uh, Luke Kirby, who plays uh, Lenny Bruce, and then also Jane Lynch. And I'm not sure what she plays because I haven't watched season two yet. Okay, so our big feature story Woo! are the eight streaming services that will... The eight major streaming services. By the way, BET Plus launched yesterday to <laughs> little or no acclaim. And their price point is high. It's like 10 or 11 bucks. It's like, I don't even know. The complete, the complete Tyler Perry collection on demand is not... I'm not paying that much money every month for that. Yeah. So, Is it no. through there? Say what? Is it through? Is 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 he? Does he have a deal with them? He has an exclusive. He left Oprah for BET because they showed him more love, and by love I mean money. Wasn't he with like TBS or TNT at one? He was at some of his. Okay, he was at TBS for a while with OWN for a while, but yeah, got it. Crazy. So the eight streaming services in alphabetical order: Amazon Prime, Apple TV Plus, CBS All Access, Disney Plus, ESPN Plus. Oh, by Disney Plus. We're including kind of the Hulu family with that because yeah. you can bundle Hulu and ESPN Plus, HBO Max, Peacock, Netflix, and YouTube Premium. I could go on a rant about Apple TV. Go for it. It is basic. It is exactly like their phones. It's all sleek and everything. Uh, who do you have starring in your shows? The most basic people that you can get people my age because, oh, we love Friends. Oh, we love The Office. Perfect. Let's have Jennifer Aniston and Steve Carell star in a show. Uh, it's just like watching the stuff. It's just like, it's, I don't know. It seems so basic. I, I just, they're getting, they're getting the names just to like the most basic like names that the mass crowds will know, which will draw in people. Jason Momoa. Woo. Yeah. Jennifer Aniston, Steve Carell, Steven Spielberg, you know, I mean, I, Steven Spielberg's obviously great director but like he's the most basic like oh he's you know that majority of people who who don't really watch movies that's their like go-to like oh i hear you know i'm surprised that i guess uh peacock was still in the gestation stages back then but amazing stories was was originally a nbc universal show the uh the 80s the the two season uh, two seasons of the 80s show I wonder if it's still going to be a uh, universal production for Apple TV Plus or what, because you'd think know. that they would align with their own, you know, birds of a feather. I, you know, I would have thought that Apple would team up with Disney because I thought they were like a, a thing. I don't think that the, for me, out of this list, the two weakest competitors are Apple and YouTube. Yeah, because everybody else, 
And I think Netflix is very vulnerable. I think Disney Plus is going to get a lot of people. Well, I think the, Netflix is vulnerable. Because they're losing content from everybody else. But they they have a regular they they have a regular influx of, of content far exceeding any of the other streaming services. But the problem is they keep canceling shows. I mean, Glow, one of the more one of their more, more highly regarded shows, Emmy nominated uh, you know, it's got at least a cult following, if not a mass following, but they're canceling after season four. No, it's you're like, right. They keep doing that. They keep and, doing that. And I think that that's part of their method is that they keep canceling shows when they would have to pay them more. Pay the actor, the profit participants more. But they're, they're continually, it's not like they're decreasing the content that they put out though. They're just decreasing the I don't, existing I think properties. maybe three strongest contenders are Amazon Prime, Netflix, and Disney+. Plus. I still think Netflix is because I see Netflix shifting. I see Netflix releasing more theatrical films. I see Netflix doing uh, more things like reality TV, which has a lot less of an overhead, but you make a lot more money off of it. I see them making more content and in that having more options. That's just me. my, My concern for Netflix is they're losing all this content from everybody else. And they have they're canceling their newer show. They're canceling their more successful original series too soon, just because they're getting more expensive. Plus, they're over leveraged. They are so over leveraged, and that's problematic because you know all it takes is a couple of huge. I mean, I watched the new Katie Sackoff sci-fi show. It was terrible. It was ter- It was a chore just to get through the pilot. And if you don't have, if your if your newer shows start to not be as good now, granted you've got some high profile talent coming over, with Channing Dungey as uh, as your head programmer now, and then uh, you got the big deal with Ryan Murphy, you got the you got the big deal with uh, oh Kenya Barris, so hopefully they'll be worth it. See that's. I guess that I, honestly, I think that's why I'm rooting for Netflix is because I see them going more niche. I see them not trying to be as broad as possible, and I see a lot of these other streaming services trying to do what you know, take the model of, of Marvel and and Disney, and let's try and sell to as wide an audience as possible. And while you you didn't like that one show, I, there's been a lot of Netflix shows I haven't liked, and when I hear they're canceled, I hear a backlash as well. As long as they have a dedicated follow, you know. If they're releasing 15 shows to another streaming services five, and they have their re- their viewership spread out among those 15, then I still think that they have a shot. They're just not getting as broad. So you're right. The the ones that are broadly successful, they're like, you know what? Not worth the money. We'll see if that works. But I'm I'm more enthusiastic about the idea of of passion projects being having a shot rather than just so do well you, can so, this so you think netflix could become kind of like the premium streaming service versus everybody else trying to just hey remember that broadcast network you used to love it's now streaming yeah, yeah. i i can see that i can see i say disney plus and netflix are the two strongest uh, the reason I have YouTube Premium is five words, which is no ads in Cobra Kai. I really like Cobra Kai. But that's been on for a while, and what has that done for them? Like you like it? Oh, how it's, many? How it's, many? It's people... well, it's well regarded by critics, but most people don't want to pay extra for. That's I what I'm would, saying. I would think that they're 
my suspicion is if we were to fast forward two years, we would be down to six. Because I don't think YouTube's going to, I don't think YouTube premium in the long haul, unless they do a strategic alliance with somebody. I can see Disney and Apple teaming up. I don't think Apple's going to make it by itself. I don't think so either. Because the ones that have studio, I mean, CBS, Disney, HBO, Peacock, all have studios that are corporate siblings. Unless Disney has a Buena Vista streaming add-on they want to do because they're not going to have rated R content. No, that's going to be all... The, the more mature things go to Hulu. Hulu. So Deadpool goes to Hulu. I, I could see... I don't know. Hulu is pretty weak now, I feel like, without Seinfeld. I think Hulu will be... It's interesting that they're going to put Simpsons on, on Disney Plus versus Hulu. But I think what will carry Hulu is, like, they'll have all of King of the Hill available for Hulu. They'll have, you know, a lot of the... Even though I'm not a fan, they have Seth... Uh, What's his face? McFarland stuff. Oh, Family Guy. Yeah. All that can go to Hulu. Yeah. No, they, they, so, Hulu is really good for animation right now. If you want to watch Bob Rick and Burgers, Morty, if you want to watch Bob's Burgers, Burgers if you want to watch any of the Seth McFarland stuff, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's all about Rick and Morty for me, but if, Rick they, and Morty? if they make you wait three years for a season. Oh, Pickle then... Rick was such a big turnoff for me, though. Oh, I love Pickle Rick. No. Why do you not like Pickle Rick? <laughs> It's just the fandom got pretty bad. I used to love Rick and Morty, and it's just like uh, some of the cringy fandom kind of turns me off a little bit. I'll still watch. Wait, the show. so you dislike it because it's too popular for you now? No, no, it's the people who go to McDonald's and throw a fit and jump on the counters screaming for oh, the yeah. sauce and stop oh, and yelling like, oh, the... and yelling, "I'm Pickle Rick!" Like, oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like you... I don't want to be associated with that. <laughs> Yeah, that's any any fan thing though. That's I mean, why I don't really watch the Harry Potters anymore. Why? I'm not a, I'm not into the fandom for Harry Potter anymore. You know you and can JK enjoy Rowling's the content like, without being involved yeah, in fan yeah. culture. I do, you don't I have to go to Comic Con or go I just get second message boards. I get second hand embarrassment. I get second hand embarrassment. And also like with like JK Rowling saying, Oh, they didn't have toilets in Hogwarts, so Ew. they would just you know Use the bathroom on the floor and then use the spell to make it go away. Yeah, it's just, when she keeps doing that stuff, it's like you can, God, it's like the childhood memories are becoming less and less fond. So, <laughs> so let. I think the uh, interesting thing is CBS All Access. I think is going to be just fine because they've are they're already figuring out. I mean, they've been in the, the longest of the very targeted network specific streaming services and i think with the viacom cbs merger that they have the potential to fold in more paramount content which will strengthen their their uh package amazon's kind of a little bit like uh a little bit like netflix in terms of a little more niche and yeah. not trying and no absolutely i mean the great thing about amazon is the two-day shipping, and you get all the streaming stuff. They gave a limited edition. series to Nicholas Winding Refn. I mean, if they're willing to do that, then and I, they get I the, have all the, that they'll do I anything. really enjoy the, the Amazon films that they have. They have some good films. That's something they, and they, they and have going for them. Yeah. yeah. The, I, I mean, like going... Amazon Studios. I mean, they have... It's yeah. A, it's a small But they make they make good films, you know. Not all their films are great, but like... 
let's say I want to revisit some uh, some A24 or, you know, you go to Amazon Prime. But here's the problem with Amazon Prime. I go on Netflix every single day because almost every single day there's new things added. I go on Amazon on once a week and there's not new things yeah, added. Yeah, they, so that's frustrating. The fact that I've been waiting however long and it's like, oh, we've got a new season of this in a month. Whereas Netflix, it's like new season, new season, new season. Have any of you, have either of you seen, uh, oh, shoot, the fairy thing? This, oh, yeah, Carnival Row? No. Oh, that one. <laughs> no. I, wa I watched the first three episodes. I heard like, it was weird. It's not. It's, it's not good. I'm not a big Orlando Bloom fan I do not either. like either of the actors attached to that I think they're both all. very pretty, and they're both not great actors. Yeah, they're both um, pretty... Vapid? Yeah. Yes, that's exactly the word that I was yeah, thinking. Yeah, so I don't plan to go back to Carnival Row. Uh, I am excited for The Expanse Season 4. Okay. Because according to the cast, it is their best season yet and they are continuing to follow the books and unlike the uh unlike uh, what's uh game of thrones dude uh george R. R. martin they have an end game i mean they're finishing their series and both writers are they run they write under one pseudonym but they're both on the writing staff so they you they, better finish those books or i don't think he's going to i don't think he's why going to. who cares at this I, point? I don't think he's going to <laughs> I mean that—that's conventional wisdom that he's probably uh, just what was it? lost interest. Logan Lucky, the whole Game of Thrones book bit. Did you guys see Logan Lucky when <laughs> they're like movie. requesting like the books and they're yeah. like that one hasn't come out. That was super funny. I thought that was that movie show. was surprisingly good and it, it, was. it angered me that it got absolutely no attention. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Movie. And that's Soderbergh. Yeah, I mean it's I, a solid film. Uh, Ocean Seven <laughs> Eleven. Yeah, I love that movie. Yeah. For it. So, so to uh, to. So, I feel that the big winners are going to be uh, Disney Plus, of mm. course, and you know, yeah, I, I watched I, the I, Great I British Bake Off, so I am all about Netflix. Okay, That's why <laughs> I'm putting it in. I, I think I, I think the big I think the big winner is Disney Plus. I think the big losers are the ones that I would be concerned for are YouTube Premium and Apple TV Plus because I just think. Too much, too little, too late. For I Apple don't TV even Plus. count YouTube Premium as a streaming service. I just use it because I don't like watching ads, <sighs> and I'm on YouTube all the time. So that I honestly, if I had to choose two, I think it's Peacock and I think it's Apple TV. As losers, as the losers, I don't think Peacock's going to do that well. Yeah, I think the they only, yeah. it depends what the price point for non-Comcast subscribers are. Yeah, I mean, if they're smart, they'll make it cheap, like five bucks a month. But still. Nothing that they've announced intrigues me. It's like, ooh, I've been waiting for 20 yeah, years. Yeah, Zach Morris for... is the governor of no, California. Well, but Zach Morris is on, on Mixed-ish on ABC, so your chances of actually getting him on your show yeah, are probably slim to know. But that's uh, apparently he, the, the premise is he's the governor of California. Or no, he's, he's in... Con I can't remember, but... What else? <laughs> yeah. And AC Slater is hosting TV shows for Peacock. Oh, just <laughs> for Peacock. Whatever. Any well, last any last thoughts, Ryan? So you you still believe in you have faith in Netflix? Yeah, I do. Okay, I do. I see them. I see them changing things, making adjustments, and I see a lot of. I mean, am I upset by some of the the stuff that they canceled? Yeah, but I, I also see them canceling things that absolutely need to be canceled. So, mm -hmm. um, as long as they continue to put stuff out there that I'm interested in. 
like, yeah, we might be done with Orange's New Black, but we have a Russian doll. You know what I mean? So once that's done, we'll have something else. Yeah. Cool. Well, Mandalorian. That's all I got to say. For episode one. I'm I'm looking for. Let's get it. I'm looking for Obi Wan, man. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Thanks for joining us. We'll be available with a new episode in a couple of weeks.